Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Demats. This may have to be a quicker one, Demats. We are, we are, uh, uh, we are burdened, not burdened, but we are um, in conjoined with a massive itinerary. A lot today. going on today. A lot going on. We got it. We're doing a location meet with a friend of ours, Michael Anthony Montante. <laughs> in Wakefield, Massachusetts. And if you're on there. What does he go by in real life? Like Michael? Yeah, <laughs> or does he? Go, he doesn't go by Montante around. I don't know. Like in reality, I always wonder that about people with like pseudonyms online. Like I assume yeah. Menners doesn't go by Menners either. Like, no, he's like uh, in his yeah, he's like Ken life. Wilson. Like, <laughs> oh, did you get to hear him yesterday on Kirk? No, I haven't listened yet. Ooh, flamethrower! We're listening to it on the way down. You like gonna, it? We got to. We got to. Uh, my work has been. Uh, I have had a lot of meetings the last couple days. It's been highly. Yeah, I understand. I understand. You got a nice mention. You'll hear it, Allison. Um, I'm so glad. Okay. Um, wow, look at that. I'm so glad. Um, all right, Alice, I'm going right in. Deep politics. Are you ready? I'm ready. I call it realpolitik. Have you heard that before? Mm-hmm. Do you know what it means? Nope, you don't. Do you? <laughs> I call it realpolitik, Alice. Okay, how do you define that? Yes, it's uh, from the French. German, I think. Uh, no, it is not. It is not, indeed. Mm. Looking, uh, I'm going to look up the etymology right now. Uh, do you know what etymology means? Mm-hmm. It means uh, the history of where words come from. It means origins. Um, All right, Alice, here you go. Here's another Libs of TikTok teacher. Case from you... the German. Incorrect. Yeah. System of politics or principles based on the practical rather than moral or ideological considerations. But... It's from the German. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. What are you looking up? What are you doing over there? All right, ready? You can trust me, it's from German. Let's go right, since it's been way too long, let's go right to 
our friends uh, on Libs of TikTok because I've discovered, I've unearthed another uh, Libs of TikTok teacher. And I think you've unearthed. I've unearthed another Libs of TikTok. TikTok teacher. Exactly. I found this organically the same <laughs> way the snake Cullinane found the uh, thing on Tony Maz mm-hmm. organically before he blew him up like uh, Shirley Lung does. There mm-hmm. we go. So today was our first day back from spring break. And I told all my students that my pronouns are they, them, and that my honorific is mix. A few of my students had some questions and we were able to talk about those. Um, but I wanted to tell you about two of them. Um, what is honorifics, Mrs. K? <laughs> uh, and why is it mix? Is that is, is that is in the possessive of Mick? Mm-hmm. Or is that MX? What is going on with mix? Mix is like for Mr. or Mrs. Okay. So, That's what honorific is. Okay. So, but what is mix? That's non-binary. Okay. It's a so non-binary that's... Mr. or Miss. Okay. So like, instead of being, um, you know, Miss Shattuck yeah. or Mrs. Shattuck, I'd be Mix Shattuck. Okay. Because <laughs> that's students. not weird at all. This is important. She came out to her students' house. But I wanted to tell you about two of my students that just made my heart sing and made me feel so validated. Uh, One of them, she put in the chat, ah, I'm so proud of you. And then one of my other students, like half an hour after we had talked about that, had a question and put in the chat, mix, da-da-da-da-da, here's my question. Um, And it was just so validating to see mix pop up on the screen instead of miss and i just imagine needing to feel validated by children it was so validating see it come on the screen oh my goodness you know that is in itself a form of abuse yeah using the kids tell me things that make me feel good everybody tell me things that's literally what predators do this is why I mean, I know it makes the left very unhappy when people call this grooming, but that's absolutely what predators do, mm-hmm. is they look for validation and pleasure and positive feedback from children. Yeah. Instead of from other adults or from, you know, their own self-perception and reality. You know, to feel good, I need little kids hey, to call me, me a special is this, name. Is this kind of like getting lots of cats? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I the No, no, in the same way you'll get a cat like uh oh there's Jerry and Bella and Thorny and uh and and Celisa, mm-hmm. my cats. Hi babies. And they're my cat family. Bella share with Tommy. Bella, you know, is that what this is? Is this a surrogate for a loved one, family? Well, yeah, I certainly think a lot of the people who are into this stuff like don't feel loved enough or something. But yeah, definitely like a a quest for someone to love them and care about them. And, you know, it's very easy to make children love you because and that's why predators do this stuff. Right. You know, and it's easy to make pets love you, too. You know, all you have to do is feed them and they love you back. Right. But my dog knows if somebody's got a bad soul. (laughs) <laughs> growl, she won't like them. I would never date. That's why I always say I'll never date a girl who my dog doesn't like. Um, 
<laughs> okay, I get it. Um, uh, I had a point, though, before you went on that tangent that I was going to make. Oh, but I mean, like, I would even be uncomfortable if a teacher at school asked my kid to call them, like, their first name or something. Yeah. Like, the teacher that was arrested in our school district for taking inappropriate pictures of kids, um, the substitute teacher, the yes. long-term sub, he went by Mr. Kenny, which already, like, yeah, just go by Mr. or Miss or Mrs. your first, your last name, and right. that's it. That's the way this works. You don't get to pick new special things. You don't get to do your first name. You don't get to tell the kids about your sexuality. You don't get to be friends with them on TikTok. Like, all it just, I don't, they're not there for you to get something emotional out of them. That's the problem. Right. By the way, the telltale sign of a pseudo-intellectual um, credentialed psycho, guess what's behind her in the picture? Um, a rainbow flag? I'll give you a hint. No, no. Pseudo-intellectual credentialed. Pseudo-intellectual credentialed. But flawed still. And like a hot mess still. I don't know. I'll give you a hint. Bookcase. Mm-hmm. What about the way the books are arranged in the bookcase? Tells you that... Are they in rainbow order? No. They're stacked like this and chaotically. Oh. She's a real big introduction. She just pours herself into her reading, but life is still crazy and she's a hot mess. But love me. Look at my books. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Of course, they're on the side. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, it's like your idiot friend in New Orleans who's like, love me for my zaniness, but I'm really well read. You know? <laughs> <coughs> I know. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, and, and nothing's original about any of this is the bigger problem, too, right? Is that it's all like a quest for originality based on nothing. Like, right. I'm going to pick some original things that you have to call me, and that's now what's unique about me. Instead of just being unique or having something unique or doing something, you know? Or even worse, what if you are unique and nobody notices Exactly. Well, that's the whole point, isn't it? That's why, you know, I was thinking of that today. Um, that's why, I think we mentioned this the other day, is... That's, people like that's nightmare. Right. But it's also why, you know, we've been talking about the all racism stuff because of Tony Maz and this and that and race, mm -hmm. race, 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 race. And why, if race and human rights were the issue, mm -hmm. were the core um, and we're at the core of the of the mission of right. these institutions, of these people, of academia, of good progressives. Mm -hmm. Well, you're right. There wouldn't be any more FDR statues. Of course. But it's FDR who's at the core. Race is just a way to get there. Right. So that's it. FDR, you know, nationalize everything. No, it's the socialism that's the important part. And I was looking right. through because um, the anniversary of the um, executive order by which they incarcerated basically a bunch of Japanese Americans during World War II, mm -hmm. which it's incredible to think they did that by executive order. But um that was upheld by six Supreme Court justices, all of whom were appointed by FDR. Every single one, not just by people in his party or other, but like every single one was appointed by him from of the people who approved that decision. And all of them continued to be big progressives 
the rest of their lives. One of them apparently regretted it later on, but like for the most part, no, you know, and it's, it's incredible to think that, you know, that they're, the practical effects of their ideology are that malleable. Like you said, it's not about the race. It's about the expansion of government and the right. socialism and all this stuff. And like race is just a way to get there. And the progressive project is not about the results it gives to people. They're willing to sacrifice right. any result. They're willing to lock people up based on race to get the good result they think they should get to. It's always the ends justifies the means with them, you know? Yes. So so all these things, race, justice, a better life, fairness, good wages, equity, all these things, like all of that can fall by the wayside as long as they think they're making their omelet, they can keep cracking the eggs, you know? And it's fine with them. And they'll never say sorry. That's the problem with progressives is they never... It, they never have to say sorry because they always meant well. And yeah. they were always thought they were right at the time, so it's fine with them. Well, right. They, they always meant well uh, and or they were not given the resources to realize their dream. Right, of course. So they just need a little more, a little more, a little more. more. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Bloomberg's Jordan Fabian asked uh, uh, about the search for Fed vice chair, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, today. And this right here, this, this is the core. This is how you know you've got a believer in the de- in the um, in the journey. By uh, the way, I'm getting asked where I'm Wakefield Bar going tonight in the chat. Shall I throw it in the chat? Sure. Okay. Sure. Here's Queen Jean Pierre. The uh, search for uh, Fed Vice Chair. Can you- but, by the way, it should be known that we're not we're we're early people, so we don't. Have, yeah, we're, we're not, not going to be out late. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, search for uh, Fed Vice Chair. Can you talk about the decision-making process there with regard to... Well, we'd like to see anybody who'd like to come in and say hi. It'd be nice, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. I already broke my... I had three Taco Bell tacos today. This is just for you guys to know. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell... Don't tell especially you know who. The uh, search for uh, Fed Vice Chair. Can you talk about the decision-making process there with regard to how the president is considering uh, diversity? Uh, There's been some pressure from... Senators to name a Latino candidate, for example, how much, how important for, is it to the president uh, to name a woman or a person of color uh, to that that job? So I'll just first say that um, clearly uh, filling that vacancy is something that's important to the president, and will certainly um, certainly nominate someone in the near future. Uh, when it comes to diversity, you've heard this from the president, you've heard this from me, you've heard this from many of us here. Diversity and representation is really important uh, to this president. And, uh, and you know, we are going to look at, the president's going to look at a highly diverse group group of world-class economists, uh, and just as we did for the previous Fed nominations. So we're going to continue that process. But I want to take the opportunity to, to lay out uh, what how diverse the president's cabinet has been, how diverse oh. the president's administration has been. Uh, the cabinet is majority people of color for the first time in history. The cabinet is majority female for the first time in history. A majority of White House senior staff identify as female. Forty percent of White House senior staff identify as part of the racially diverse communities. And a 
record seven assistants to the presidents are openly LGBTQ+. So, again, this is something that the president is that, prides himself um, on, uh, that he ha actually has taken action to show uh, the diversity of this administration. And so he will continue, not just with uh, this uh, Fed, Fed vice uh, chair uh, occupancy, but with any uh, uh, occupancy or any position that's within the White House. This is a commercial for, paid for by the Donald Trump for president. <laughs> I know. So, first of all, no way she had all that memorized. That no, was an reading. answer written in her it's book, on the right? Heap, yeah. <laughs> so, what reporter asked that question? Bloomberg's Jordan Fabian. I mean, does that not feel like a weirdly set up question? It does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... Bloomberg's Jordan Fabian knows how to get another question in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's not exactly how important is diversity to the Biden administration? Well, now that you mention it. <laughs> There's a lot of things we don't do well, but diversity, that we do well. We've made sure to try to avoid some of the brightest white minds out there. We assure you. Yeah. We have sidestepped, and thank goodness, don't we've dodged worry. several bullets in having some competent people around. Your train derailments and everything else will be brought to you by a very diverse group of people. Inflation? Diverse people will answer questions on inflation for you. All of those things. I mean... This is fundamentally like the most unserious administration I've ever heard of. Like Pete Buttigieg is like the so biggest at one joke point in today, the world. At one point today, Buttigieg is standing up next to a piece of... He's standing near all the engineers wearing his orange bib. And and they're saying, oh, this train has whatever, hydroglyceride or whatever. And this other train... And he goes... Uh, he asks about another train, but listen to the flippant way he asks about another train that he points to next to him. Listen to this. What's this? What's this guy right here? That was one of the cars that was in a in a derailment. Um, not 100% certain on the the uh, product in it. Isobutylene. Isobutylene. But just think about. It. Listen to it again. What's this? What's this guy right here? <laughs> this guy right there is a big train car. Mm -hmm. that is filled with dangerous stuff like the rest of these that now fill the rivers and skies around here. What's this yeah. guy right here? What's this little tiger over there? What, what is, <laughs> it's so incredible to me. That, but it's such like consultant speak too because he's such a McKinsey animal, you know? That's And that's like the way, because I've worked at companies where you've had like McKinsey people or like venture capital type of people that like buy up the company and, and they decide they're going to like find all the operational efficiencies to like help you be better because they're like super smart big brains and like they know how to run your business so they come in and they're like so how does this work and they like have all this smart stuff to say they believe but it's so typical of people like that to think that they can come in and fake it till they make it and pretend to know what the train derailments people to just knows nothing about transportation well, uh, whatsoever well, right, but, but he assumes because he's mr super smart mckinsey guy that he can just come in and, and i think it's worth figure it all out yes like, i agree with that but i think that he finds the situation of where he is first of all he's there reluctant, reluctantly he finds it incredibly declasse to be around the broken trains and men in hard hats and I think that he was so damn bored with the situation and having to talk to these, like, jeans-wearing, though some are engineers, like, these kind of dullards-working people, mm -hmm. that he just simply had to amuse himself in the situation right. and be whimsical. 
in a in a situation that is not whimsical. It's deadly serious for many people. Trains and destruction. But he's bored. Well, and he doesn't know anything about it, right. which is why he's bored well, by the people who are there who actually know what's going right. on. Say, what's this guy over here? <laughs> well, that guy, sir, is. There's nothing like funny. There shouldn't be something funny. But he can't help himself because he's freaking so turned off by the situation. And also, if he's got to ask questions, if he knows needs to know what that guy is over here. Mm-hmm. Well, then that means he's now gleaning information that he could only get from being standing next to that guy mm-hmm. over there, which means that if he needs to be getting that information, then he needed to be getting that information three weeks ago. Right. Right. And the other piece of it is, so you, um, I did hear that he uh, pinned the blame on Trump. Yep. Here for this, for the deregulation. Well, like if Trump did all these deregulating procedures that made things so dangerous and bad and caused the train to derail maybe you should have spent last time some time in the last like two plus years putting those regulations back in right no like because we're now more than halfway into the biden administration when does it become a thing where you like your administration sets the policies if nothing else even if trump made the policy if you think it's a bad policy, you've now had more than two years to change it, and you didn't. So now you own the policy. You know, this didn't happen on day two oh. of uh, Secretary Pete's tenure. Well, right. And so when, when when Trump goes over there and he gets in a news cycle and they say, oh, photo op's going to do some kind of photo op. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, yeah, he's going to do some kind of photo op. Because you morons screwed this entire thing Tonight up. we are learning... Hold on one second. I just want to try to queue up to... The P- Buttigieg part. The mayor says too much is still disrupted. It's part of this news. Former President Donald Trump brought support, water, some of it Trump brand, and criticism he's there before key Biden officials. When I announced that I was coming, they changed their tune. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg plans to be in East Palestine Thursday. He questions Trump's presence. Look, I don't know exactly what he's planning to do there, especially since his administration was anti-regulation and pro-industry every step of the way. So there you go. What is he planning to do there? He shouldn't do anything. There. Well, he's planning to do there, Pete is getting news cameras to cover him there because you're not there. And because the he said, I don't know what he's planning to do there. Well, his Democratic presidential rival should be doing that. Right. And since he's not doing that, Trump's lizard brain knows that's earned media. That's a huge big well, hit. Right. And by the way, people like being visited by people. Well, right. And Trump likes to visit people. I had a great caller today. It's Rick from um, Cheshire, I think, called today, Mm -hmm. who said this line to me, which is brilliant. Along the lines of why is Trump there? He said, if the Biden administration was operating at a 30% better rate, Trump wouldn't have anywhere to go. Hmm. He's totally right. This administration is feckless. So Trump sees all these openings. It's like, of course, he can go to the border one day. He'll go up there the next day. He can go to, he can go anywhere. He can go to Long Beach Harbor. There are so many places. He can go to where the Keystone Pipeline should have been. He yeah. can go to gas stations. He can go all over the place. Yeah, he's the freaking president. So, 
Or Trump? No, Trump saying, is under oh, the Oh, you're saying Biden cut. Right, okay. Bi- because, yes, once again, the, the quote was, if the Biden administration was operating okay. at a 30% better rate, Trump wouldn't have anywhere to go. But it's operating at a terrible rate. So they're nowhere gotcha. where they should be. So that gives Trump this Biden failure world tour to go on. Right, exactly. And, and you know, and Trump likes going places. People like seeing him, especially places like Ohio, where people love Trump. Uh, one tweet that I love today that somebody made and I can't find anymore. Maybe it's gone or I'm just missing it. But one uh, blue check was tweeting that, well, did Trump visit Flint, Michigan when they had their water crisis? But no, because that was black people. Now, why didn't President Trump visit Flint, Michigan when they had their water crisis? Um... I'll give you a hint. It has to do with the year that the water crisis happened. Was it 2015? 2014. Was it really? Yes. So that's why President Trump didn't visit during that. Um, And that's why. But people have like weird revisionist history about Trump the same way like they'll say like Trump empowered Putin or Trump did X, Y, Z. And it's like not Trump and the border when it like Obama only had a border problem and Biden had a border problem, but Trump didn't. It's. Like, people have weird revisionist history because there was still stuff happening in Flint and, like, infrastructure being rebuilt and whatever during the Trump years still. Like, people think of it as a Trump thing, but that was, well, not only was it an Obama administration issue, but it was all Democrats in the city of Flint as well, top to bottom, running the show. So, but but people, like, now there's honestly people out there who, like, believe that Trump caused Flint, Michigan, because it was black people and then didn't visit them. So, Alice, there are people who believe, first of all, a good part of the country is quite sure, including Buttigieg, that mm-hmm. Trump is responsible directly for these breaks not working. But there are people who believe that there's a parallel instance of the Russians pouring into Ukraine and try, trying to take Kiev that happened during Trump, too, and Trump handled it terribly, and the Russians won. And they have this now as a memory. Mm-hmm. And now they just go to it, just in the same way that Tony Maz wouldn't have said that if those were white people. It's just a fact. We know. We've seen the yeah. tape of him not saying what when those white people. People in their minds have this false reality that Trump also didn't do as good with Ukraine. Oh, yeah, it didn't help the him. the terrible Trump presidency when Trump didn't help right. Ukraine. <laughs> right. No, so Trump would have been worse. So this is this is good. It's like, okay. What about the fact that there, you're having to make a movie in your head of the Russians pouring into Kiev um, when <laughs> Trump was there, although the Russians stayed in Russia when Trump was there. Right, because they didn't know what Trump was going to do, unlike with Biden, where he's completely rolled over every step of the way. Yes, because Trump never once talked at, 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 from the White House press briefing room Even Afghanistan. about the number of diversity hires they have and how many... Record LGBTQIA plus <laughs> PAC BIPOC ampersands they have, um, you know, advising him. Even in Afghanistan, they were like, when Biden screwed that up, they're like, well, it was Trump's plan. <laughs> he just had to do it. It was Trump. Trump came up with the idea. It's Trump's plan, but our historic airlift. <laughs> we saved the day. <laughs> he fixed it. <laughs> I can't believe I whacked those tacos out, Alice. Oh, my God. It was so wonderful. It was so wonderful. Oh, God. You shouldn't be bad like that. I couldn't help it. You should have seen them, Alice. You did do Yeoman's workout in the driveway, though, today. I did Yeoman's so. workout in the driveway. That's true. So, I couldn't help it, you Alice. I would, I, I, you could have given me, but when she was in her prime, 
Emily Ratajkowski naked lying. I think she's still on that in table. her prime. No, she's had kids, Alice. Ooh, come on. Emily Ratajkowski lying naked in her prime a few years ago. Um, on that table or those three tacos, I would push her right off and eat those tacos <laughs> in a second. My goodness, they're so good. God help me, Alice. That's I have I, I have an addiction. I have a mm-hmm. literal lust for those tacos. I want yeah. more. Speaking of DEI and the Biden situation, um, Sam. Rather than. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, what the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. D-I-E-T, right? (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Sam Brinton, uh, who is one of the Biden administration's diversity I'm hires. all in on Brinton now. <laughs> I'm all in on Brinton. Um, Who's, just, by, just by sight, if you ever look at him at all, you'll see there are some pictures of him walking his dog friend, which is a guy he has bound with a ball gag in his mouth that he leads around <laughs> playing doggy, playing puppy. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, if you see a guy like Sam Brinton, you would think that he is just simply a psychotic who yeah, needs mostly. to be in a room that's padded and needs to be getting a cup that's pleated handed to him several times a day. Yeah, he's just a lunatic. And any normal person who looks at him would know this right away. So I sometimes wonder about like leftists' danger sense that they like see people like that and they don't they don't have any like red flag. But I guess when you've decided to accept every red flag as just, you know, part of somebody's quirky personality, and fun lifestyle choices that you know that you lose the ability to judge who might possibly be dangerous to you but this dude is dangerous so he's been caught twice stealing luggage and he was removed from the biden administration women's luggage and now this tanzanian fashion designer who lives in texas um has noticed that She had luggage go missing in 2018, and she's noticed that he's been photographed in a bunch of pictures, including at major events, including like in Vanity Fair articles and a bunch of places. He's uh, wearing her one of a kind, like custom designed pieces that were in that luggage. Yeah. Yeah. Not only pieces, but the jewelry, too. Right. And so this is. You know, and I said this at the time, like if you get caught twice stealing women's luggage in the airport, mm-hmm. there's a lot more than twice that you. Well, did I'd say it. there's two, three. There's a few things we can learn about you. One that you like to fly. <laughs> yeah, that's my big takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> um, two that you like to dress up in women's clothes. Yes. In a fetish way, not yes. in a like 
I feel like I'm actually a woman. And what? three, you like to be surprised. <laughs> I know. It's like a surprise grab bag. Although, yeah. maybe you notice who has the luggage and you what? Like, like their- You mean on departure? Like, like you things st- are watching who's checking what? And you like their style. Also, I think- um, I think expensive. I think he has expensive taste, and I think he's picking more expensive luggage. He should have been a b- I think bellman. My, I think my bag is safe from Sam Brinton. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't have. I don't buy expensive stuff. Oh, so yeah. We have like cheap, made in China Amazon. What does he do with ours? Uh, suitcase. He doesn't away? steal that one. He's stealing no. somebody's like fancy designer hard shell suitcase or something. You know, like not our junk stuff i saw those i was in on amazon the other day what was i looking for i don't remember but i but i saw our luggage like in the like the welfare section <laughs> so like, it was like clearance clearance warehouse clearance warehouse oh i buy over, all refurbished it was most, like <laughs> whatever it's not it is unstealable there's that you got that yeah, no that's nobody's stealing it we're no. very safe my like tough swimming and diving bag my like duffel bag yeah. that's like banged up and from 20 years ago like all stuff like that there's no nobody is gonna steal my stuff but anyway yeah so he has good taste apparently and likes to steal women's clothes to wear them but that to me is a sign that you're like a really dangerous person if you're like willing to be that invasive for your fetish and it's like a strong enough pull for you that you're willing to steal luggage in airports where there's security cameras everywhere and you're like an incredibly recognizable person like that's a you that's really brazen and i think shows that you're a dangerous individual. I would say so. And uh, I mean, I, what I, else are you willing to do if you're willing to do that? I don't know, want to know what he's, <laughs> what his interest in nuclear fuel rods are, to be honest, Alice. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh do you see the book, the Rachel Levine book? Oh, no. Does she the have children's, a book? It's a children's book about her. About, <laughs> what? Children shouldn't even know about, about Rachel extraordinary Levine. women in history. And oh, she's right on oh. the front. Yep. There you so, go. what, how do they describe? Her childhood, then. What do you mean? It's like, do they show her on the on the uh, what's the school? The Belmont Hill school football team, or do they, do they gloss that over? What's that supposed to mean? Alice? No, I'm just curious, like how they depict Inspiring her. Inspiring women. Mm-hmm. She persisted. <sighs> um, that's Wait, right. the she persisted book's been out forever. That's like. The Melrose Commission on Women was doing... It's like, isn't that by Chelsea Clinton? Maybe it's a series. Yes, it is. Okay. She Persisted, Rachel Levine by Lisa Oh, it's Bunker. like a series. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. So it's had people... It's inspired by Chelsea's book. It's had Oprah Winfrey, Sonia Sotomayor, Greta Thunberg, Lisa Bunker, and now... When's the Amy Coney Barrett one coming out? I don't know. I assume it's a forthcoming. And now it's... um. Where's the Condoleezza Rice Oddly enough. No. Today, she didn't persist. Like hmm. Rachel Levy. Can you imagine that? Hmm. Where, when's the Ayn Rand one coming out? She didn't persist, unfortunately. Laura Ingalls Wilder? No. Not Laura Ingram either. Sally She's Ride. What? Sally Ride. Sally Ride? Sally Ride, they might do. Sally Possibly. Ride. Yeah. Sally. Um, anyway, so uh, that's probably why they do the book about her. Um, yeah. So. <sighs> that's good. That's good for young girls to look up to that. That's, I think, great. And uh, boys. 
Why not? Okay, Buttigieg today took a couple questions. In retrospect, should you have come a little sooner? So, again, uh, in terms of the timing of the visit, I'm trying to strike the right balance, uh, allowing NTSB to play its role, but making sure we're here in that show of support. People who are trying to strike the right balance are people you should not be trusting. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if the question is, should you have come earlier? Right. And so, trying to strike the right balance. No, the again, question is, should you have come earlier? That's a, like a yes or no question. Right. Should you have come before uh, the former president and rival to your president came while he was out praising Ukraine? I mean, that's what was happening. I mean, you should, shouldn't shouldn't Biden have been here doing a photo op instead of there doing a photo op? You would think? doesn't matter because according to The View, and this is important too. This is important. My friend jo- Joy Behar. Mm-hmm. I want a she persisted book about her. Um, she lets the people of Flint know that they're a little bit culpable. Not Flint, sorry, of East Palestine. They're a little. Are bit... we pronouncing it Palestine or Palestine? I've heard I'm going back like... to Palestine. I'm going back to everything. How used, everything used to I be. I'm also going back to uh, saber tooth tiger mm-hmm. and uh, Kiev. I'm back. Lay down regulations for a second, because it seems to me that the Republicans are obsessed with this notion of the free market, and they don't like a lot of regulations. Because it means profit. When because, you deregulate, yeah. you get profit. But they, I know. Part of deregulation so, is reducing the workers. There, there were very few plane crashes. Hey, by the way, just one second. Why do you get profit when you deregulate? Is the is the business running better? <laughs> Unhindered, keeping more of its own stuff? And using the greatest minds in industry to uh, come up with strategic, uh, creative solutions, or uh, rather than have some government bureaucratic dolts, mm-hmm. is that why? Thank God, and that's because the industry is highly regulated. We have to pay for regulations yeah, it, just, and safety standards. Biggest, Otherwise, where are we? We're all going to go up in flames. Norfolk Southern gives as much to Democrats as Republicans. It's a very powerful yeah. lobby that is trying to block regulation. And this train, to Sarah's point, two miles long with two full-time employees and a trainee on it. This and they didn't that even could wipe out to, an entire because yeah. the last administration rolled it down to only one to having worker. One. They happened to have but two. One. So there were two, in other words. The last administration rolled it down to one worker. On this one, they rolled it back up fine, but the last administration wanted there to be one, so it's their fault, even though there was one plus another one. Like I said earlier, the Biden administration's had two years. If they were really concerned about the number of people on the trains in East Palestine, Ohio, you know, but they're not worried about it because it's not clear to me how, like, until there's an actual investigation of this with a discussion of what actually happened and what could have prevented it sitting here and telling me how many workers were on the train is BS. Well, right. And plus, like, as if they're saying, as if it's, this is so, you know, the last 20 years, oh, we've always known forever that there needs to be two people on a train if there's a big train full of chemicals, right? They're <laughs> acting as if they've always known this. It's always been in their pocket. Well, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, too. It was like after 9-11 when everybody... When people wanted the pilots to have guns and people suddenly, everybody knew, no, you can't because you shoot through the plane and depressurize the cabins. Duh. <laughs> I always use the word depressurize yeah. daily up until this time. One thing and- I just want to say is I do think this was an unforced error by President Biden. It was. This is Alyssa Farah. Did you see the top she's wearing? No. Check her out. It's Alyssa Farah, The View. We like this top. We like Alice Shattuck in this top I very much. This is, I think every guy likes this top. This is a winner. Screen. I'm gonna go look for it. It is a very scoopy thing. Scoopy thing. Yes. Mm. You look good in this, Alice Shattuck. 
20 days before we had Secretary Buttigieg go down, 10 days before he put out a statement acknowledging it. Yeah. This is Trump country. He won by 40 points. It, it, he won, he yeah. is a president for all Americans. I believe that, but he needs to show do that they, he is. But it was time for him to be president. I don't know why they would ever vote for him because for somebody who, who, by the way, he placed someone with deep ties to the chemical industry in charge of the EPA's chemical safety office. That's who you voted for in that district. Donald Trump, but who reduces all safety. Is that person who reduces all safety? Who Donald Trump, who reduces all safety. I love that so is, much. Is that person that Trump put in the EPA still there? <laughs> no. He did a good job, it seems like. <laughs> Voters yeah, saw something on the ground. He deregulated yeah. it so hard, they couldn't put the regulations back for more than two years. Right. It was impossible. Yeah, but they need to look past the photo ops, these people, and Wait. say, who's doing the job here? Yelling at them these from, people. from uh, the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Forget about the photo ops. Showing up is a big Showing thing. up, I think, I think this is Donald Trump's fault. There we go. I think this is Donald Trump's fault. You guys need to listen. You know, he put the EPA guy who doesn't who likes dirty stuff. Okay, you see? Republicans yeah. love chemicals. That's what you voted for. Can you imagine just yelling at these people now? They should think about it. They should think about it. I think it's part of this I wanted to assist you. Who, who, by the way, he placed someone with deep ties to the chemical industry in charge of the EPA's chemical safety office. That's who you voted for in that district. Donald Trump, who reduces all safety, he yeah. did. Do they showed up at McDonald's and those voters yeah, but, saw something on the ground that yeah. probably it, resonates in a way that they need. Yeah, but they need to look past the photo ops. Of course. If they, they're looking past the photo ops and saying, this guy's here. The other guy who's not here was responsible for making sure we didn't have a mushroom cloud uh, in this city before. This guy had no mushroom clouds, and this guy is here giving us water. That's what they're looking past. They're not drinking the photo ops. They're drinking the water that Trump brought. Right. And the whole thing where it's like, oh, Trump did. At some point, you have to assume responsibility because no matter what Trump did when he was president and no matter who the people voted for, the train didn't explode in their backyard under Trump, and it did under Biden. Well, right, and that's you know, the same so like thing. you, it sometimes you just have to accept responsibility for what happens in your presidency. But but Democrats can't do that. Democrats can't do that. I remember when um, when I was in college, hearing somebody talk about um, the Reagan recession, right, and the Reagan recession and blah blah blah, and like you know, the economy started sucking under Carter. Reagan had a fiscal policy mm -hmm. that allowed us to get out of that inflationary spiral. But yeah, it did like cause a brief it took, recession. It took a couple of years. It was very then, painful. It was terrible. And then things got better. Like exactly. you have to own your policies. Yes. Right? Like there comes a point when like you, the policy is on you and what's going on is on you. And like you can only go so far into your presidency. But, but Democrats never do that. Carter's never responsible for anything. Obama's never responsible for anything. Clinton's never responsible for anything. It's all like Trump did it before. Bush did it. It's impossible. Reagan did it. It's it's all like somebody else's fault every time with them. What's the name of the hot sauce, Alice? 
It is Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. This is going to be the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline brought to you by the sauce of the same name. It uh, is a great hot sauce. Tom had some on eggs today. It was delicious. Uh, You do not have to sacrifice heat for flavor with this hot sauce. Great flavor. Sea salt for the flavoring, so it's lower in sodium than is typical. They also donate 5% of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Great hot sauce. Go get some. Uh, Market Basket, Big Y, ChelseaFireHotSauce.com. And uh, Come on, it's going to be the Chelsea Fire Hotline that's brought to you by the sauce. Spinning. And there's Spinning. going to be voicemails played by Tom Shattuck momentarily Spinning. as a part of the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat. Um, Spinning. Do I see more about the Fallen Firefighters Foundation? Okay, I'm gonna re- no. Reload. Try this again. <laughs> okay. Um, My whole, uh, whole reaction to the whole mass thing is. Uh, he clearly shouldn't have said that. <laughs> when you hear it, you're like, oh. <laughs> Especially when he goes, uh, can they hear me? Yeah, the, the setup. The setup and then the final the final fruits of the labor of all that. Not good. Not a good look. Um, oh, my gosh. I don't think it was a race uh, it's just, thing, it's though, just necessarily. It's hard, hard to defend, you know. It was um, the stupid, stupid... Stupid, stupid. What could be um, looked at as racist? Clearly, yeah, I, I can understand. Yeah, it joke. could be. It, looked it was at a joke, racist, I know, but, but like, not it, good, not good. No, there's nothing not good. Just you're wrong about that. You would ask. Well, if, I if think it remote, could be would, interpreted as being racist. Uh, you could, could interpret it as that, but you right. have to go interpret it and make assumptions that aren't right. out there on the table. You'd be right. introducing all it's of them. It's a thing to say that if you thought about if you thought about it a lot and wrote out your remarks in advance, you'd probably leave on the cutting room floor to avoid being misinterpreted. Well, but when people are speaking off the cuff, you say things in a way that yeah, but the problem I think is, that is and at, I don't think he meant something. The problem racist. is we're at a time now where people feel that could be interpreted as being a racist is enough of a case to just go with it. Yes, here we go. Give me the validation of right. effing this guy. Yeah! Because it could be interpreted. It's bullshit. It should not be, could be interpreted, should not be the standard of proof we go by anymore. Of course. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And he's asking if he can hear him because sometimes on remotes, you have speakers as well. Sometimes you don't. He wanted to make sure that those guys couldn't hear him because he was going to make fun of them. Because you make fun of people when you've got visuals with dudes in a couch behind a guy. Right. God damn it. Sorry, Justin. Hey, Tom and Alice. Hey. Phil here. Hi, Phil. Uh, Tom was listening to uh, you on WTIC earlier today. Oh. And uh, sort of related to the Tony Maz issue um, about you mentioned you were talking about crime and statistics and so forth. And uh, I just was reminded of when I caught wind of a gal by the name of heather mcdonald she's an author she's mm-hmm. a member she's of awesome manhattan institute we'll have her on and some other maybe some other think tanks but basically she she reports about uh, the whole fraudulent narrative when black lives matter got started that the cops were out there just slaughtering young black men mm-hmm. and uh, she uses data from the fbi and just one quick example of it um is that she mentioned that uh, blacks make up anywhere from 12 to 15% of the population, yet they account for roughly 60% of homicides, shootings, and robberies. And, and why this is significant is that this 60% of these violent crimes represent 
the odds of a cop encountering an armed, violent, resisting suspect. And that will enhance, will essentially predict their own use of fatal force when um, encountering such a situation. But anyway, I just wanted to request that you bring her on as a guest if you could. She's really informative. She she backs the cops and she uses the, the FBI's own data to uh, basically shoot down some of these narratives that uh, BLM has been spreading. Anyway, thanks a lot. Keep up the great work. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Phil. I love her and have for a long time. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. I did reach out to her like seven or eight months ago, and she got back to me, went back and forth on email, and then I just haven't gotten back to it. But I'll try to book her for the Burn Barrel. We, that would uh, be fun. I love her. I think she's brilliant. I'm so happy when she's on. She's on with Tucker sometimes as well. But uh, yeah, I've, I, I hear her, or I try to hear her in a lot of podcasts as well. Uh... Hey Tom, hi Alice Hi Phil Hey Phil Phil from Attleboro again And now this chat chat is the more important of the two that I'll be leaving today What started with this? Two extremely nitpicking issues All right Mm -hmm. Number one And Alice, I Although I'm going to be speaking about Tom here you are partially to blame Correct. for not picking up on these things Correct. Mm-hmm. as the uh, uber-educated person that you are. Yes. Okay, number one, Tom. Yes. You constantly refer to any afternoon or evening time as prime meridian. Correct. That's what it stands This is for. an incorrect use of that yeah, term. Yes, incorrect. incorrect. Prime meridian refers to the Earth's zero degrees longitude. Phil, uh, f- uh, I hate it contradict you but you are incorrect on this i have a background in um palimordian science i know precisely what pm means prime meridian anti-meridian what separates the eastern and western hemispheres and just so you know the zero degree longitude or prime meridian is located in greenwich england incorrect Incorrect. It's located in Greenwich Village, which is a <laughs> part of Manhattan, which we stole from the Indians, by the way, Alice. Okay. What you need to say for an afternoon time is post-meridian. Mm-hmm. That's where they get PM from. No, post it is not. or after the meridian. Incorrect. Okay, so I expect proper usage of those terms in the very near You're future. You're going to be disappointed. No. Yes. Secondly, incorrect. you used the term today... I could care less. Mm. Right, well, if you could care less, that means that you still have some degree of caring. That's correct. Yeah, I have some degree within you. Yes. What I'm saying is, I could care less than I currently care. <laughs> that doesn't mean I completely don't care. It means I could care. You care less. a little bit. Yeah, I care a little bit. It's, I'm being positive when I say <laughs> it. So it should be I couldn't care less. So please, just lose the like I could care I, less I, and and go with the more. Grammatically correct. I couldn't care less. All it's right, like Alice. When you, Thank you. When I hope you act upon these suggestions. We're, you're a have a great evening on both counts. He's not going to act upon. Here's any the thing, else is that when well, you know when we're when we're making love and you ask if it's going good for me because <laughs> you're very insecure and you want to make sure, and I say it could be worse. <laughs> that's me saying it's not zero. <laughs> you could try better. You'll get better maybe if you work on it. <laughs> But, you know, there's a level of adequacy happening on your beha- on your part. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Shats. Hey. Hey, Hi. Thomas Crown. Replica. 
replica. In talking about people being offended by things, I am of the belief that nobody's ever really been offended by anything. Probably 99% of all the people that say they are offended are just looking for attention. Correct. Or looking to get their next victim. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, I personally have never been offended by anything in my entire life. I don't think. I think it's all just... uh, it's all just a attention uh, whoring. Yeah. And uh, mm. I don't believe any of it. Yeah, there's a there's a currency in being a victim. And you can say, oh, look at I got hit by meanness today. Love me more. Look at this. So uh, this Dylan Mulvaney person, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're wanting to, quote unquote, live their life as a woman. You know, the womanhood, girlhood thing. Um it, it's a farce that whole thing he's doing, but with the anyway, um, I'm surprised that this person doesn't work on their voice if they're wanting to live as a woman. And while they're at it, won't they just get uh, a an, a nice uh, nice nice uh, big size breasts, you know, like an H cupper. Anyway, it wouldn't shock me if this person's I think he's in the working his way in the, within the next five to ten years. So he wants to get into Broadway, Dylan Mulvaney. You know what? I'll, I read I'll a whole see article. Him as many times as I've seen all so the other Broadway always, stars. He's always been into oh, acting, but uh, well, the unfortunate thing is, Dylan mm-hmm. Mulvaney, the girl, I assume is going to probably get a lot more roles on Broadway than Dylan Mulvaney, the guy, did. <sighs> Because Broadway, you'd have to. Uh, but I think I think he's working his way through various surgeries. Probably he will do the vocal cord surgery and the and the. But I mean, so it's. I face, hope he has. Face I hope he done, has exactly yeah. your voice. When he's done. <laughs> Hi, Steve from Merriman. Hey, Hi, Steve. I got excited towards the end of today's show. When oh, Tom- Steve, we got to. Did you tell Steve where we're going? We're gonna be. Do you want oh. me to say it on the show itself or just in the chat? Do you know who's... I think he's he, in the chat, actually. Yeah, is, he is. Oh, is he? Oh, good. Um, was mentioning pursuing some sponsors for his new psychotropic journey, shall we say. Yes. And I just want to put it out there. Uh, <laughs> that this is... I'm not kidding. Okay. Mrs. Steve from Merrimack is a board-certified psychiatrist. Ooh. And uh, it... You know, she does come with a warning uh, because uh, she's not what you would describe as a conservative. Okay. Uh, And I think I've mentioned previously she is the world's worst case of Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can see it from satellite photos. But other than that, she's cute. She's smart. I think she'd fit right in. And uh, I want some money. (laughs) Wait a second. Wait, aren't we getting the money? Because I'm the guinea pig? Is that not? Or we're paying <laughs> Wait, what do we do here, Alice? Close the deal. I don't know. I don't know I how got it us works. The, I got us the uh, hot sauce. I landed that deal. Okay, you're our sales guy. Oh God, you're my sales weasel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta hit the road. All right, we are heading to Wakefield. Uh, if you're in the area, you can pop in. That's how you know you've hit the big time. You know they they said you know you could either do the Wilbur and sell it out instantly, <laughs> or you could go to uh, Wakefield and Harrington's. And uh, we said you know we can handle the wave. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you can't make it to Harrington's, that's fine too. Um, you can 
join us on Patreon. You can chat in the chat with us there. That's at patreon.com slash burn barrel. But you can always listen to the show for free. Uh, Burnbarrelpodcast.com has links to all the different places to listen wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can find video versions of the show on YouTube and Rumble. Um, and you can find us on social media at Burn Barrel Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Say life. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.